flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. Good morning, Ruth. I'm so happy to be here with Ruth today. Uh, Ruth Moxie is from Jimbaroo in Maitland, and I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, uh, crawling today. Hi. Hi. It's lovely to be here. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about, um, I, I know Jimbaroo is, is very focused on uh, teaching little ones to, to crawl. Why is that? Um, just because we find that often parents aren't aware, aware of some of the things that they can do to help with the development of their children. And, um, and making sure that they go through the stages of early childhood development in the right order and through the right patterning um, just to ensure that they know best, yeah. Okay. So what, what is the right patterning? Um, well, first of all, it needs to start with tummy time from day one, if possible. Um, parents, if you're not aware, they don't know to start or don't realise the significance of it um, because babies actually can't learn to crawl if, if they don't like their tummy. And the later they are liking their tummy, the later they're going to be crawling. Right. So it's really, really imperative that they get as much tummy time as possible. Right. Um, we like to work up to saying like by 20 weeks, every waking moment should be on their tummy, like which, is, which is a lot. <laughs> so so the, I, I read different uh, blogs and stuff and there's always, oh, when should you start tummy time? And people seem to want to delay. When would you advise? Day one. Day one. Day one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> the longer you leave it, parents often, um, they'll think they're too little to start when they're in hospital. Um, they go home and then they think, oh, no, I'll wait till I see the obstetrician. But unfortunately, they go and see their obstetrician and he doesn't even mention tummy time. So then they come home and they think, oh, well, I'll just wait a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And what happens is we get babies into Jimbaroo that are eight, nine months old that don't like their tummy. Yeah. And we've got to start right back from day one so ideally day one um, it only needs to be a minute at a time but up to 40 times a day and that sounds a lot but I say to the mums like if you get if you get to 30 um, you put them put marks on the fridge and keep a record and when you've got to 30 you reward yourself with a, bo- a glass of wine oh, nice. if you get to 40 <laughs> you can have a piece of chocolate as well as your reward because it's actually winning the battle over the baby because very quickly they'll you know a baby they put them on their tummy the baby cries and mum says they don't like their tummy and they pick them up or turn them over and um the fear of that is, um, you know, you're going to end up with flat heads because they already spend a lot of time on their back. Yeah. In the old days, we slept our babies on our, on their tummy or even side to side, and so they weren't on their back as much as what they are now. But because of SIDS, yeah. um, we're getting back sleepers all the time, and so they're spending, you know, a lot of time, particularly in the early days, and those flat heads develop very, very quickly. So getting them over onto their tummy will relieve their heads. Yeah. Um, it also builds muscle tone because they're pushing against gravity. Yeah. Um, they, it also um, helps with uh, relaxing the baby. You'll find the babies that love their tummy are more relaxed than babies that don't love their tummy. Um, so the way um, we suggest is when you get them out of the bath, you put them on their tummy, wipe their back first, yeah. then turn them over. Every time you change their nappy, you put them on their tummy, take their nappy off, then roll them over to change it. Yeah. And at feed time, you lay them across your lap um, pick them up, feed them, put them back on your lap, 
and then change sides if you're breastfeeding, feed and back on their tummy. Or if you're bottle feeding, um, you lay them on their tummy, test the milk, then turn them over to feed, turn them onto their tummy on your lap to burp. If it doesn't work, then lift them up on the shoulder, um, turn them back over, finish the bottle, back over onto their tummy and burp them on your legs again. And um, that way you can get through and they're fairly simple um, techniques but they work really really well to increase your tummy time yeah, yeah. so and do you use like we often recommend um you know the, the insidious tummy time where mum might be resting she's lying down and you have baby on your chest yes you know chest to chest that's tummy time it is tummy, tummy time, time or even carrying them across your arm yeah. with the head near the elbow Absolutely. and your hand through their legs the only fear of both of those if that's the only tummy time they do because they can feel mum or dad's heartbeat yeah. they won't go on the floor that's true and the floor is their playground yeah. um and you get much more muscle tone development if they're on the floor if they're active yeah and um, a- another way we also suggest if you want to encourage them and they don't really like it is the towel under the arms yes yeah. yeah if they're flat and yeah. um you feel like that babies will always turn their head to one side yeah. um but if they're flat and you want to lift them up yeah you put a beach towel rolled up yeah. underneath their armpits and it that just seems to encourage them. them if they really really don't like it if yeah. they have their head up it almost seems to just say oh okay well I can stay here for 15 seconds that's right and then you just try to extend those minutes so that they run into each other so that as I said by the time they're 20 weeks that's our aim to get them on their tummy every waking moment yes yeah Uh, so I take it that that whole um tummy time building the strength getting the core working being able to lift the the back of their heads that that is the precursor for for crawling definitely definitely so how how do you see that progression going well then from the tummy time um being on their tummies as much what they start to do is then they go through the stages of crawling which are going around in circles because they get really strong in their either the upper body or even their legs and they'll start spinning in circles and that's stage one of crawling then they start to wriggle backwards so you often find them under the lounge or under the bed and that's stage two of crawling and then stage three of crawling is when they move forwards and generally they move forward like an army soldier so like we call it commando crawling and so they pull their arms in front of them and then push with their legs to go forward and often parents think that they get really worried that they do that for such a long time. Some babies do it four or five months yes. in commando crawling. Um, but we encourage the parents to get down and try doing it for themselves and see how hard it is to do and how much muscle tone it, yes. development happens, yes. how much energy it takes yes. to do a commando crawl. Yes. Um, and it's not until um, there's a uh, primitive reflex or actually it's a postural reflex called an amphibian reflex that activates to get them up onto their four points, so they're on their knees and their hands. Right. And um, and then when they do that, well, both t- forms of crawling are cross-patterning, which is why crawling is vital for their brain development for later learning, coordination, balance, all those sorts of things happen because of that cross-patterning right. because they move the left arm with the right leg. Yes. And vice versa, yeah. the right arm with the left leg in both the commando and the four-point crawling. Um, so it's important that crawling happens and that it happens for a very long time. Approximately 400 hours of crawling time is okay. what's required. So about four months 
of actually being down on the floor. So parents think when they've crawled, oh, well, I can still carry them on my hip and that counts, but it doesn't actually. They need to be actually down on the floor doing it. And then from there, um, they start to thin out. They lose um, that baby fatness, the baby plumpness, and um, that's when all their muscles start to tighten. And then they'll crawl over to objects or lounges or chairs and they'll start to pull themselves up and they put themselves into a standing position ready for walking. They're not ready to walk just yet. They need to go through a whole series of um, learning learning experiences. It's like driving a car. You have to have a learner permit first. And so babies need their learning permit to learn to balance on their two feet and to also move on their two feet. So they do what we call um, – I've forgotten. They do what they call um, – creeping around the furniture and so they move sideways along the furniture um, so that they can um, learn to balance Mm -hmm. and it's really important to go through those stage at that stage of that balancing sorry I'm I'm smiling at you because I think it's so confusing because the term creeping in American is crawling yes you know four point crawling yes and we call the creeping or I would call it cruising you know you know going from Furniture to furniture is actually cruising. That was the word I was looking for. It's so confusing. These terms, why can't we just use the same words? So we in Jimbaroo use the word creeping for four-point crawling. Okay. And we use crawling for commando crawling. So you're using American American terms. terms, Yeah. 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 And then cruising is going along the furniture Furniture. to get your balance. And what happens is they cruise. They then let go with one hand. They then let go with the other hand and they'll stand. Yes but not not take a step, but that's working the balance. The brain is working. It's that cerebellum pons area of the brain working their balance. And then, and people think they're not confident. It's got nothing to do with that. It's all to do with the brain. Um, And some people think they're lazy, but they're not. It's to do with the brain. Um, And then they'll start to take a few steps and they'll plop and then they'll crawl over to something, stand up again let go and they'll take a few more steps so um, it's very exciting I I love that balance you know when they let go when they cruise and they stand there and you can see the concentration on their faces and then they try to very slowly squat down and up okay that didn't quite work but you can see they're concentrating on getting the muscles to work together so they don't just fall on their little that's right it's so cute yeah (laughs) and it's really interesting to see the ones that have had a lot of crawling experience they're able to even stand up in the middle of the room yes. without crawling over and hanging onto furniture it's because their balance is so good. Yes. They may not even take steps, but they just stand up and then they plop down again. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah that's cool. really interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, so you're saying you would really like them to be very uh, strong and spending most of their time um, on their tummy by 20 weeks. Yes. So when would you like to see the commando crawling phase um, start and when would you like the crawling to start? Right. Um, it depends on the amount of tummy time they've had. We have babies as young as five and a half months who commando crawl. But they had tummy time from day one. Yeah. Usually Jimbaroo mums that are on their second child because yeah. they knew how important tummy time was because it had been, in, um, you know, the message had got across to them um, and they'd had a ex- bad experience with their first child not liking tummy time. Yeah. So they're usually about five and a half months. But generally it's between, they start to commando between uh, seven and nine months um, and then by about 10 months, um, they're up 
on all four point crawling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you said 400 hours. Is that including commando time, did you say? Yes, that, yes. Okay. Yeah, 400 hours yeah. is the whole time yeah. once because they move forward. As a, a chiropractor, what we say to mums and what we would like to see, and I think we're looking more focused on the four point, you know, because it requires that little bit more yeah. tummy strength. We say we would really like them to four point crawl for three to four months. Yep. Um, but it's interesting because we don't really want them delayed with their walking. But in my opinion, the crawling stage is more important than the, the starting point of their walking. Exactly. So although we're all like, oh, I can't wait for them to walk, yeah. you know, around that 12-month mark, yeah. uh, provided they're crawling and they're confident yeah. in crawling, I'm happy with yeah. yeah. What we're finding, and we've been – I've been running Jimbaroo in Maitland for 13 years. So what we're finding is that now you're not going to get walkers until 14 months. That's the average age. Um, and whether that's because, um, you know, they're in mums are out a lot more than what they used to be yeah. um, or mums are working, um, they're in childcare, they're not going to be on the floor as much as what in the old days we might have had them on the floor. Yeah. So that 400 hours takes longer to accumulate yeah. over time and that's why... Generally, we say 14 months um, is the average age of walking. Yeah. Um, we would be concerned if a child walked too much earlier than 12 months because they haven't had enough time in, in the crawling months. time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes parents are really eager to have them walk and so they, they, they avoid the crawling stage by standing them up and finger walking them. Um, by holding on to their hands to get them to walk. But that's also a danger sign because parents tend to walk them faster than the child can walk themselves. Yes. And they're not allowing the child to cruise along the furniture and allowing for that brain to balance. And so when those children are finger walked, when they do actually walk for themselves, we find they're always later to walk if they've been finger walked. But what we also find is that they become the tearaways they're the child that you cannot keep up with and their parents are then running after them because the child has no balance. They can only go fast. They can't go slow. And um, I actually spoke at a childcare centre last night and um, I was saying to them about it and straight away they were going, they knew which children were their tearaways and they were ones that they'd known. The parents had walked them into the childcare centre. Yeah. So um, it's better for the children to do it in a natural, orderly um, progression, the, the um, developmental yeah. stages. Um, every baby goes through the, exactly the same stages, just at a different pace. Yeah. And um, I like to just say that um, child development is a journey. It's not a race. And they can walk for the rest of their lives. Well, they have to walk for the rest of their lives. So there's no rush to get them there. Right. It doesn't matter that they don't walk till 14 months or 15 months. It's fine. And I think it's an important point you're making that it is that connection uh, between the brain and the body. If, if you do not have the balance, you're not ready to walk. No. So don't try to jump the step of learning how to balance. It is painful to watch yep. because you think, yes, this is easy. I can do it. But it is actually getting that connection. What are my muscles doing? Which direction are they moving? How much weight do I need on this leg when I move that arm? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. They, and they it's, have to have the brain develop properly. Yes, mm. yeah. And it's working out, the, you know, how to control your body um, and things like that. So, yeah, it is very, very important. So, um, so do you have any uh, advice or any tips for parents that might find that their kids have... Um, 
a little bit more of a challenge maybe with getting that bottom up and actually getting into that four point, you know, let's just say they've commander crawled, but they're staying a commander crawler, they might only use one leg and they have one leg dragging behind. Uh, do you have any advice on how to help? It's, for me, it's a core strength thing, but yep. it's also coordination. What do you do to help them? Um, just get them down. More, all the more crawling. It, it's all to do with the brain, and you actually can't do anything to make the brain work faster okay. than what you're doing. But if they if they were um, using only one arm, one leg, we refer them to chiropractors yeah. straight away because they, you know there might be a blockage from birth. Uh, they might have had you know a seizure where their body, the baby, poor baby's been yanked out, and um, they might have a block blockage in their neck or their spine or somewhere. Um, that's stopping that. They may have low muscle tone on the side that's not working. Yeah. Um, we suggest some really deep massage, um, but we would refer them on to a chiropractor. That's, that's, that's great to know. Yeah. A lot of what, what, what I would do um, in, in that sort of, not the kid that, you know, I have to be careful how I say this, uh, if they are prolonging their commando call, and I think it's about time they get that leg up, um, what we often suggest is that you know a roll under the tummy, not so much to cheat the brain, yeah. but to remind the brain of what the body is actually able to do. Yeah. So have a little roll under the tummy and then help move the legs. Yeah. So they're sort of getting the sense of, yeah. oh, okay, this is also a way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I find that really useful. Yeah. You can also put them over it, like say a small ball. Yeah. Um, and hold their legs. Yeah. Um, or like a beach ball size. Yes. Lay them over that and put plant their hands down. Yes. Um, that's another thing that you'll find there's some babies that will, when they lay on their tummy, their arms will fly back behind their head. We call them flyers. Yes. Um, and they won't crawl because they haven't got their hands in front of them. That's another reflex. So it's, a, it's another reflex yeah. that's, uh, that hasn't been inhibited. So, um, that's right. yeah, so in those cases, you know, moving the arms forward um, or, again, we refer them off to a chiropractor as well. That's, that's good to know. Uh, so... Uh, let's just say we have um, a child that goes, whatever, 14 months. They're still crawling. You're happy with them crawling. Uh, is there any uh, particular advice that you do with regards to encouraging the balance uh, to get up and actually start to walk? Or do you leave No, we just think it's natural, a natural progression that just, you know, it's all to do with the brain. And so, um, you know, if, and if they're crawling at 14 months, it's generally because, still crawling at 14 months, it's generally because they didn't like their tummy. Yeah. As soon as you say the parents did, they like their tummy if it's the first time we've met them yeah. um, or, you know, they're only new to us. Um, and I can guarantee you they'll all say, no, they didn't like their tummy. Um, and then you look back at how long they've actually been crawling and some of them, you know, don't start till they're nine, ten months. So... Um, then you would expect them still to be crawling at 15, 16 months. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, and I would see that as a serious issue with the brain. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but we don't because of the fact of the lack of experience that they've had previously. And as I say to the mums, you can only start from today. You can't regret what's gone That's on true. before. You can just start from today. And generally within three weeks, it doesn't matter what age the child is, we can convince them to like their tummy. In three weeks, just with those tips of, um, you know, doing it for one minute at a day at a time, 40 times a day, and extending that. Um, Often parents will say, oh, they, um, they vomit when they put them on their tummy. Then you've got to look for other reasons because they shouldn't be vomiting when they, after they eat. That's right. Um, You've got to look at other reasons and it may be that 
you know, they need to sit. We, again, we recommend a chiropractor for that. Or just changing their uh, their diet, mum's diet if they're breastfeeding um, because there, a lot of children now are lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah. I used to say one in ten and the chiropractor that I we use at our centre says nine out of ten babies. Unfortunately, he's yep. going in that direction. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So looking at things like that, um, yeah, but it generally takes three weeks to convince them and then it depends how much time they actually spend on their tummy. Um, and how, how do you explain to parents that whole connection between um, their baby's ability to move and their brain uh, development? So you're looking at this, you know, the body-brain connection. Yes, well, we explain it to them as, you know, it's all about the brain development. Um, and I think parents forget that it's the brain's our motor. You can't see it. You can't see it working. And so we tend to forget that that's what's happening. So, um, you know, we explain to them that that this is normal, natural development. It's actually, you know, it's pretty much like old-fashioned parenting um, where you don't have containers to put your babies in, um, try to get them on the floor as much as possible, and then talking to them about the benefits of it and how it's the brain and we're working on things like the balance and the cross patterning and motor planning and the and the motor activities yeah. um, and just explain that um, and give them the reasons and and we convince a lot of parents I'm sure you do <laughs> uh, so I know I mean my, my children are old now so it's many many years ago but I know uh, from my experience with Jimbo when they were little that uh, you do a lot with music and you do a lot with rhythm and you do a lot with um, like more sensory sort of uh, stimulation as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, from my point of view now, of course, it has again to do with brain development. Yeah. Uh, and how I, I think parents often see that as, as frill, you know, that's just the fun bit and they don't yeah. really do much. Yeah. Uh, do you in, like explain that side of development yeah. as well? I think Jimbo has come a long way in the last um, couple of years. And now in the classes, you're actually, the teachers are trained to actually explain the brain development part to the parents. Parents. Yeah. So they give them the neurological reason as to why we're doing everything. Yeah. So it's a sensory motor program. So we're stimulating all the senses, but it's also a movement motor program. So every single thing we do. So we do balance work. We do vestibular, which is moving the fluid in the inner ear, and um, that helps the balance system. Um, we do strength So every class includes a strength activity where we're building muscle tone with the children. We do massage. We do hand-eye coordination, foot-eye coordination, lateralisation, cross-patterning, motor planning. All these things are included in the class and the teachers now explain. And now we're even giving emails out to parents with home activities related to the class that they've just done. So when they go home, they can just open up their email choose which level their child is in. Yeah. They can even go on to the next level if they think their child's more advanced than, you know, um, than maybe we've even might, you know, it might be a child bordering on walking so they can look at the walkers and see what activities they've done. That's great. And, um, yeah, so that's, we've come a long way. They also get free music. um, So the music's just free to them to download um, so that they can practice at home with the music. And, um, oh, yeah. That's a great service, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I spoke to uh, the research development lady uh, from Jim Brew. Um, yeah, Jane. Jane, yeah. Yeah. Very, very knowledgeable lady. Yes. Um, so it sounds to me like she's very much, or, or Jim Brew is really focused on brain development and what to 
to do to to implement both the brain side and that like you say sensory motor yeah uh, development yeah uh, and there's more more and more um, knowledge I suppose uh, that that's the way forward for for a child yes and Jimbo is um, basically looking at the research that's going on all over the world and um, Jane speaks at a lot of overseas conferences plus she attends a lot yes. I know they're going to Spain and uh, somewhere else France I think for two conferences earlier this year yeah. Um, I think it's in April they're going. Um, Sounds all right. Yeah, I know. And um, and so the whole time we're being educated on what the current research is, and that's where Jimbury started, what uh, Margaret Sasse, her mum, started it yes. uh, in 1983, so it's been around a long time. Yes. And it's now, you know, branches are open, franchises are opening up all over the world. Right. And um, what she did was she went round and looked at what was the best of everything and then took some of those and then created this Jimbaru program. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's such a great thing to, to have available for parents. Yes. Just to, you know, yeah, we can research on the internet, but it's actually nice to be in a social setting and the kids really enjoy interacting. Yeah. Uh, so, just before we finish up, do you have a, a particular advice for uh, the average mum or dad that might be listening uh, to other Yeah, well, we, uh, Jimbaru actually has a free online program called Active Baby Smart Kids dot com dot au and it's 12 half hour programs on baby development yes so free to watch there's some neuro information from experts talking at the first five minutes and then the next 20 minutes is activities that you can actually do with your baby while you're watching it and then at the end there's another five minutes of neuro talk so it gives you all the neurological information as to why it's important so their topics are tummy time exercise massage foot development I could go on, there's 12. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would recommend that. that um, sounds fantastic. And it's free yeah. so that you, you know, you don't have to pay for it. All you have to do is put in an email address. And then every term, every quarter, you get an email with um, to- a newsletter with topics oh, great. Um, on child development for free. So that would be my, yep, that would be my big advice would be that's the place to start. That's a great place to start. Uh, And uh, just one last thing, um, in your, obviously, what you say, 13 years of Jim Brew, uh, is there anything that stands out, just, you know, to keep this a bit lighthearted, is there anything that stands out in your mind as having been a a fun story or a fun experience that you have had with with Jim Brew? Uh, well, one of our funniest ones, in our classes we do a hello song to start every class and it's sort of like um, a signal to the children that this is is going to start and at the end we have a goodbye song, is over. And um, every class we have different activities that we do, actions we do. And so in the baby classes, um, the little baby classes, the parents tap the baby from head to toe um, in time with the music and then when they get to crawlers, we have um, the parents sit them on their lap and they clap the baby's hands. And um, we had this little girl, mum and dad, going to Queensland for a holiday and she was um, 13 months in our crawler class, um, just starting to take a few steps. And they decided that they'd take the Jimbaroo CD with them in the days that we had CDs. Now we get downloads. Yeah. Um, they took the CD with them and put it in the car. So this and is so, like a, what, a 10, 11-hour car journey? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So they put the CD in and um, the little girl wouldn't let them move off the Hello song. And as soon as it got to the second song, she'd go, uh-uh, uh-uh. And she's clapping her hands. 
and they played it the whole way to Queensland. (laughs) Oh, that would have been a nightmare. (laughs) It was a nightmare. And so on the way home, they said they didn't even produce the CD. They just left it in the glove box because they never wanted to hear it again. Ever. Ever, yes. It wasn't the kiss scene in the backseat. When are we there? Mum and Dad. Yes. When's this going to be over? Yeah, that's quite funny. Well, thank you, Ruth. That was incredibly informative. I really appreciate your time this morning. Um, And I'm hoping that our listeners understand how important it is to start with um, the tummy time to encourage uh, the children to get into that uh, both commando crawling but also four point uh, yes. crawling uh, and that it's not just because it's cute it's actually incredibly important, important. For brain development. Yeah. so thank you so much for your time this morning that's alright thank you for having me the opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of family chiropractic or the host brought to you by family chiropractic centre Charlestown serving the families in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.